I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched the Disney Silly Symphony Flowers in Trees. This is the first commercially released film to be produced in the full-color three-strip Technicolor process after several years of two-color Technicolor films and was considered a commercial and critical success, winning the first Academy Award for Best Cartoon Short Subject in 1932, a category first introduced that same year. So We got to make this just for this short. That's awesome. Yes, and I'll talk about it more later, but yes, this short was successful and influential. Wow. Um, Who would like to do a brief, there's not spoilers, a brief uh, plot synopsis of this one. It's not terribly complicated. Yeah, no, basically it's uh, a little forest area. Uh, Birds wake um, up all the creatures, starting with the trees, then the flowers. Um, It's so cute. Everyone has their little routines. Uh, The main action involves around a male tree that seems to be in love with a female tree and all the other little creatures, the flowers and so forth are trying to help make that happen. There is another in, in another part, you know, of this little area, um, a, a kind of rotten stump of a, of a tree who wants to kidnap the, the female tree. And when he, that, that plot foils, then he decides to uh, throw fire at them, which then causes a huge problem for the entire forest. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Uh, What'd you all think of this one? I really enjoyed it. Really interesting. Really, really neat. It was, uh, looked really good. Some parts of the story I wasn't a fan of. Yeah. Uh, especially foiling. I loved the stump trees design, but then he was mean. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like, no. Yeah. Um, Specifically mean in a predatory towards women way. And you're yes, like, yes. I could have accepted other forms of meanness from exactly, you. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were just the grumpy tree, but. Mm-mm. Yeah, exactly. But um, that was cool. Yeah. I, I'll admit I'm not like a huge fan of this, just in that its story isn't really to my taste um but I, it's it's a big technical achievement and very influential so i i recommend it on that basis but it's not personally one that i like love to go back and watch and there are some sim- silly symphonies to come that are that i i do still love and like go to, go back to watch or whatever this just isn't this is not really one of them but it's very important and it's not unenjoyable um yeah. And I think it we'll, we'll discuss more when we get to animation, but I think it really does massively benefit from having the vibrant color that it has. So yeah, and interesting. This is the first short that I or or story or cartoon or anything that I think I could say this about is I enjoyed watching it, the visuals of it, and the minor characters more than I enjoyed the plot or the actual yeah, <laughs> any yeah. of the actions. Yeah. That's what made it really enjoyable yeah, to me. That's fair. Let's get specific. Let's talk about the story and characters, because I think there's enough here for us to be able to do that separate from animation this time. Yeah, it cracks me up, sorry, how this world works, because I love, though, how the flowers and the trees and everyone can move around, um, and then that they're not bound, again, by, by where they start out. And then I also like how 
some flowers or some plants seem to be just plants, but others seem to be alive. Yeah, so like it's not one of the ones clear. that like most stood out to me is the the tree that has like the vines or whatever that mm. he then makes into a mm-hmm. harp, basically, and yes. it's like. Is that tree a person? Yeah. <laughs> like, and even those plants. Those yeah, plants. exactly. And then sometimes, and then like she picked the female tree where she was powdering her nose basically or almost like putting on makeup and she picked a handful of flowers that seemed yeah. to just be flowers that she used as a little powder and they all kind of poofed and, and flew. And so, yeah, there were some Yeah, it just seems things. to be like a whim of like yeah. which of these things are alive or yeah. not but it just so cry i'd love the waking up scene um you all is so much fun to watch the trees waking up the flowers and and different flowers waking up different ways and how it they would twist or move or yawn and then the part of the flower that makes them distinguished you know the the petals or whatever that distinguishes what type of flower they are would morph into either a, a tongue or a face or something it just so so cute at one point, the flowers are all doing calisthenics and, you know, or, or you know, morning dance, you know, or sorry, morning exercise routine. And some trees, you know, chimed in and little mushrooms and, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, it's very cute. Yeah, I think you mentioned, like, overall story, I think, is not to my taste. Yeah, I mean, the basics of it is a guy and a girl like each other and then a mean guy tries to steal the girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and the Mickey uh, Mickey Mouse, interesting because this is Disney, had that one short with Mickey and Minnie where Pete literally... Hey, hey mom, let me tell you a secret. It's more than just that one short. I just haven't shown mm. you all of them. Okay. But yes. Yeah, yeah kidnaps that's... her and has her like chained to a wall somewhere. Yeah, Pete, Pete does that a lot. <laughs> it's just terrible. You know, but I... Okay, here's where I think that line of thought comes from it was the old um i i was in plays where i was um uh i forgot the name of it um sagebrush sal or something um but the, the old adage like of the the villain coming and grabbing like for example the woman and tying her to a railroad exactly. track or thing, it, it, it comes it's, from that yeah. mindset it's just it's a story that men love to tell of, yeah. of like the valiant noble man who defeats the evil man who has damseled this woman mm-hmm. who's Correct. the love interest that's just yeah it's yeah. it's a form of storytelling that men love uh, and used to and used to employ all the time yeah and yeah the the disney cartoons used it a lot yeah and that showed up in plays that showed up in in books short stories yeah just very overused trope and so the thing about it isn't even just that it you know is is sexist but just that it's overplayed Mm -hmm. Uh, but we can talk about that a little bit more in a different section but but yeah it's not like an, an especially original story and it's not a short that did well because it's story was so fascinating to people (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. there are scenes that are like really cool and nice um but a lot of them are outside of this kind of core story yeah and then the only wrinkle on the story is that the good guy defeats the bad guy fairly quickly but then the bad guy's not like dead so he decides to try to hurt everyone with fire um and so there's a bit of a like that coming back to bite him because then the fire gets him and then it's just everyone trying to deal with the the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not just that for the whole cartoon, but that's kind of the basis of it. And the characters are really thin. I mean, like, literally for the two main tree people. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> there's a guy tree who, uh, you know, he's maybe the, the kind, sensitive sort since he plays a harp. I don't know. <laughs> um, and uh, and he, there's the, the mean guy who... Uh, ha- 
no, I'll talk about it in animation, but I enjoy his design. Yeah. Um, but he's just a gross short guy who's who likes the girl and is interested in like actually yeah. wooing her. And uh, you know, probably ugly. Yeah, in, in ugly. Yeah, like yeah. they they make a point of trying to make him appear ugly compared to the other two trees. Right. And then the girl's just she's just the girl. She's she's pretty. That's <laughs> like she dances some. Like there's not a lot to any of these characters. They're they're archetypes more than anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's interesting how you make a tree pretty, and we'll talk about that in animation, and maybe even how's it hold up. A few things that I was not a fan of, but yeah, how are you going to distinguish and make make it right. appear feminine versus whatever. right, right? But yeah, but I do love which I may go more in animation, so I'll just be very vague, but. There were so many, first of all, it looked beautiful, and I'll talk more specifics in animation, but I love some of the things they did with them, just even turning, you know, turning the clouds into a sieve at one point, and yeah, just so many creative, surprising things that made it fun to watch. Yeah, I think the things that the cartoon excels at is, is more animation stuff, and is just having fun with the concept of flowers and trees being alive and stuff. Um, and and I think for the core story itself, I, I, it's kind of like three parts. There's the waking up and introduction to characters. There's the conflict between the the three main tree people. And then there's the evil tree setting the fire and then the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's that middle part that's probably the weakest. The introduction to everything is like fun and cute. Mm-hmm. And the resolution is at least a little bit like, oh no, what are they going to do with this fire? And that's scary. And like the fun turn of the villains not paying attention to the fire and it gets him too. Like there's, there's some fun stuff there, but that middle section that is kind of what the other two parts are based on, you know, like the intro is introducing you to these characters that are then in the middle part. And the end is like, those characters are the ones in peril and that you're supposed to most care about. They're those two in the first and end part are weakened by the fact that the middle is so weak. But I think the first and last part carry it enough to still make it relatively enjoyable. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And when did this come out? 1932. And I, so I can see again, it, it, which we will talk about. That's what this whole show is about. How's it hold up? But I can see why it would have done so well in that time, in that era, because Definitely. this was still a very common trope and people tend to, cling to things they're familiar with and enjoy things they're familiar with. So, yeah. So let's get into the animation some, unless you guys have any objections. No. Yeah. I mean, there's, there could be tons of things. Um, There is, but I have some things. First, first up, we need to talk about Technicolor. So two strip Technicolor existed before this cartoon. um, And it, it looks okay. It doesn't look that great. Um, I can try to show you guys a picture at some point, but it's it's definitely not as vibrant and and colorful. It, it tends to be, I forget if it's two strip technicolor that I've seen or or it's like cinema color or something. But the ones that I've seen is like there's a lot of of reds and greens kind of, and then a lot of like kind of paleness around. Like it's not it's not full color. Um, in May 1932, the first three-strip Technicolor camera was completed. Uh, Herbert Kalmus wanted to test it in the animation field, giving the company time to build enough cameras to offer the whole movie industry, but couldn't find any interested animators. 
Finally, Walt Disney agreed to try it as an experiment on Flowers and Trees, which was already in production in black and white, and ordered the cartoon to be redone in color. The color animation caused the production to run over budget, potentially ruining Disney financially, but the cartoon proved so popular that the profits made up for the budget uh, overage. As a result of the success of uh, Flowers and Trees, all future Silly Symphonies cartoons were produced in three-strip Technicolor. The added novelty of color helped to boost the series' previously disappointing returns. Disney's other cartoon series, the Mickey Mouse shorts, were deemed successful enough not to need the extra boost of color, and it wasn't until, like, 1935 that they finally added that to Mickey cartoons also. So we'll definitely be seeing more Mickey cartoons in the future, and just don't be surprised that they are still in black and white. And the other companies are still doing that, too. For this reason, Disney's exclusive contract with Technicolor, in effect until the end of 1935, forced other animation producers such as UbiWorks and and Max Fleischer to use Technicolor's inferior two-color process or a competing two-color system such as Cinecolor. So yeah, Disney not only had this novelty, but managed to like keep it for years because of an exclusive contract. Well, you know what? I don't normally at for monopolies, but given the fact that that everyone turned it down and then Disney was like, well, okay, I'll give it a try and ended up putting their financial thing at risk, you know, hey, there's, good for them, there's certainly you know? some mitigating I factors. Yeah, I think it maybe. still sucks that they get to kind of just keep that in a cage for like I'm four, glad it was only for like five years three or four years lot, though, but business until yeah. until end of 1935 this was 1932 so oh, yeah okay, like okay. three something I'm years glad it was less than five um but yeah I mean given how long ago this was it it hardly seems relevant anymore because there's tons of cartoons that were produced in color after that uh but yeah it does it's unfortunate that no one else can really do it. Um, for for a while here, so the these silly symphonies are the only ones that we're going to see in this bright, beautiful color currently. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that gave them a really big advantage. You oh, hundred percent. You have this like really vibrant stuff, and if you try to do color, you're always going to be compared to Disney's. Exactly. And so you're going to be deemed inferior. They're getting the opportunity to make more efficient processes around it so that when you finally have the chance to, it's going to be more expensive for you. Yeah. Still not look as good. Uh, yeah. Like, they, exactly. yeah, exactly. They got a really good foot. And I think it makes sense that the Mickey Mouse shorts don't get color until 1935. Cause then it's like, okay, we know that we're about to lose exclusivity. So let's make all our cartoons this now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that we at least have that going for us. Because as we'll eventually see, once, once, uh, other studios are able to get a hold of it, the Merry Melodies quickly also become the the Warner Brothers cartoons that have color and Looney Tunes stay in black and white for several more years towards till towards the end of the 1930s. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, like not everyone is able to immediately jump to it cuz they haven't already been benefiting from the success of that color. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the the fact that they went over budget Disney did in the beginning. Yeah. Like, tells me it's, you know, a lot of time, a lot of resources, something. Yeah, because they were already partway through making a cartoon, for one. Yeah. And then they started redoing it in this color. And then, yeah, it's like this new experimental process at the time. I mean, so again, I mean, yeah, capitalism stinks. But they definitely put their whole business, you know, almost on the line to, to give that other one And it a definitely worked out yeah. for them. So. Yeah. so, yeah. Fortuitous, I guess. 
Um, but yeah, let's let's talk some more about the animation and our own so personal beautiful. observations. Just absolutely beautiful. So, I mean, just beautiful. Uh, you know, it's just it's amazing how. Um, I don't know. Just now, if you feel, I feel like I'm in cartoons. You know, like I feel like I'm in Sleeping Beauty or something because yeah. it just looks so pretty. And then, and and then it also just distinguishing and making those characters unique because then there was such a contrast between um, the the meadow area where the the main you know the, the main two trees were and then the other older tree, which again was really cool looking. It's got like vultures but, yeah. or whatever. Oh, it was so. It's like neat. ah, Disney Disney likes those vultures. And and two is I already just all of the trees and even beginning with the trees to start to me they looked like the trees in Snow White that you know in the in the forest that scared her as well as the trees on Disney Studio themselves if you go to the haunted mansion that are out there I just love yeah just love the the, and I I think I think the theming that they went with also was probably one of the most perfect things to start out with color like if for instance if they'd been doing a thing mostly set in a city that could have definitely been made way more vibrant but the colors inherent to a city aren't necessarily going to be as vibrant Mm -hmm. if you're going for them looking at all like they naturally do whereas putting them in a forest you have these beautiful bright blue skies this this vibrant green and yellows and reds and just all these colors like putting it in a forest and involving trees and flowers was just color-wise, a perfect choice. Mm -hmm. That said, they were making it before they were going to put it into color, but it definitely worked really well Mm -hmm. to put it into color. I think the, um, starting in the morning, too, like, they did such a good job with that morning sun. The, uh, uh, side where the light was hitting them was, like, this yellow, and they had these really long shadows, and that was all, like, really well communicated. Yeah, it was a really good, like, impactful start of this short. Well, and even just the, the beautiful use of color as, and animation in when the flowers, like, the the main, why I say this, this original little group of flowers that wakes up at, I guess, some type of a little sunflower, except they had white petals, uh, you know, as opposed, to, as opposed to yellow. But then when they're standing up and and they're little, they're too little, the, the standard, like if you draw a flower yourself and draw a little sunflower, you draw the little circle and then the, you know, the little um, petals around it and then a stem and then two leaves, like I did. That's how I used to draw my flowers when I was little. Um, but they're two little, they're two little leaves where they're hanging. But then, then it transitioned into the roots, and the roots became kind of like the body and the legs, and especially, and that became relevant when these little flowers all got up and walked, and then when they all kind of stood in a configuration and did their exercises. But they did that with other ones. It was, I mean, with other plants, it was so neat to see them. Um, the 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 female tree, she primarily her trunk, even though sometimes when she was walking, it would be two separate for the. Most most part the the um the bottom part of her trunk looked like a, more like a dress yeah. or you know and, and in contrast um the 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 male tree that you know that was in love with her um it looked more like pants most of the time and especially like he'd have a bended leg or you know on you know one knee that's not when he he wasn't like well, I guess he did. He get on, got on one knee he did to propose point, to yeah. her. But anyway, uh, but yeah, so just very interesting. Yeah, how they, it would and do I, that. I like how they used some of the natural designs for the flowers too, like the ones that 
that they had turn into eyes or whatever. Mm. The oh. one, the ones that like have the long part in the middle, and Little they like tongues. they would they would like yeah like uh, raspberry their tongues or whatever. Like yeah, it, it's very cute. And then I don't know if you call them bells or whatever, but there's a type of little flower that that kind of is in the shape of a bell. Um, and, and then at one point did actually act like a bell and setting the alarm, like when, yeah. the, when the fire went off. Oh, and how they created the fire. I loved how they did that. And I loved how they, I love the animation and of course the beautiful, uh, color. Oh yeah. The but, like reds and oranges like pop. Yes. But, but the, the transition where the fire would come and then start to engulf something or an area. And even like that tree, like when, when you had that scene where you had all of the trees and the birds in the trees and the, and the fire started going up and up and up. Yeah. That transition was really neat. Um, also, we haven't mentioned it, um, but I really like the design of the evil tree. Oh, uh, he's it was just, so great. He's like thicker and like stumpy and has all these like parts of him that are like kind of gnarled and stuff. And one of, and my favorite design part of him is that he has this big green tongue that he'll go like yes. meh. And the tongue is literally just a lizard that's like living yes, in him. Yes. It's, yes. It's good. And I hope that lizard didn't die in the fire. I know. I know. Well, and also when he woke up in the morning part, um, not only were there like vultures on him, um, as opposed to the other trees had just, you know, regular blackbirds or whatever. Um, but he had vultures, but then also when he yawned, he had not only the lizard come out to go blah, but, but he had bats fly out of his mouth. Uh, yeah, yeah, and just, yeah. Uh, yeah. All kinds of neat. He also reminds me most of some of the Snow White trees and yeah. the Haunted House Disney trees. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that his design looks like that. Also, so you get introduced to him, he looks really cool, and then uh, when the other tree's trying to woo the the girl, uh, she dances towards this tree and he tries to grab her or whatever. And so the other tree and this gnarled tree fight, and the worst part, I'm going to say it, is when he stabs him in this, like, belly button knot yeah. hole thing. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. it was unpleasant every time it happened, and it <laughs> happened multiple times. Yeah. Um, yeah, agreed. On a positive side, a really neat, neat thing they did with the trees, all of the trees that, that were involved, is they had, you know, two of the branches become arms and hands, and then long, spidery fingers um, with, you know, almost like roots would be at the end, but that were like long, kind of like almost fingernails. And then the trees would even reach and grab things as if you would with a hand. And it yeah. looked so good because there's, I, I think of like, oh, I want to say for lack of a better example, like Edward Scissorhands, but other villains there been, oh, I guess I'm thinking also, sorry, of Critical Role, Laudna's character that has these long fingernails with goo that starts coming off of it. But that's what these trees reminded me. I mean, those similar things. And it's fun that it wasn't just the bad guy either, like the other two trees had those kind of things. Because it was first the gentleman tree that I noticed it with. Um, But but nowadays you make villains like that that have these long, skinny, um, two extended long fingers, I mean, like fingers that are too long for human, that, that uncanny valley, but that then get exceedingly long and have something, I don't know, just hanging, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. keep extending from it. But yeah, so they just look so cool. Um, 
And then again, the fire looks so amazing. And then it was, I don't know if y'all noticed too, I, did, I don't know if this would have been more back for stories, but when the the tree, the, the bad tree, the, the, the baddie, um, when the fire ends up jumping on his back, um, at the end of this, he's just dead and burnt oh, yeah, on he's the dead. ground. <laughs> yeah. He is like, yeah. he is gone. Just shows like None his of, smoldering corpse. Yeah, it doesn't show any any other, whether it's flowers or anybody else dead. Um, yep. by this just, fire, but just, just him. him. Yeah. It's karma. Mm-hmm. No one decided to water him. No. <laughs> to stop him from burning. Yeah. Anything else with the animation? Oh, well, one other thing is I just some so many unique things, and I know I'm not going to remember all of them, but at one point when this fire is ravaging, uh, birds fly up and they fly up into the clouds and they like they poke holes and you know, and multiple I do like of that. them yeah. that creates like a sieve, and all of a sudden, then the rain comes down through those holes and and starts uh, leaving the fire. The other really neat thing uh, on a similar thing with getting out the fire is that there's one remaining fire little thing and it goes underneath this big, uh, big, large leaf that is filled with water. Mm. And it, and, and then what's so interesting is it goes underneath it, but of course it's fire. So it burns through and then all of that pool of water that was in that leaf, because I was like waiting for the leaf to turn over. Well, no, it burned a hole in it. And then all of that water dropped on it and, yeah. and, and extinguished it. So just so creative, the things Definitely. they did. I think my favorite one, which I don't know if I'll, I'll say it, get to say it. So I'll say it here, was there was a, a pine tree, a large pine tree that had a bunch of little pine trees that was trying to run away from the fire. But it turned into like a chicken or like it the, its face of the pine tree looked like a chicken and so it was like a mother hen yeah like being concerned for all its little uh little chicks yeah, uh, yeah. but there are pine trees and it was adorable very yes, cute yes so the good good news is that you know between the the um the flowers oh initially the these little flowers that were around this little pool oh that was also another thing. Part of the morning thing is it just, it was so much like animals in Africa or something, or, you know, that would go for a morning drink, but very carefully around like a little pool or a little um, pond or something and be sipping. Well, these flowers were around there and they were washing their little faces. Well, when the fire started being, you know, ravaged, then a group of the flowers went and were trying to, or maybe they were already there, I don't know, but they started taking water and flinging it at the flames. But when all of that, and even birds at one point tried to use their nest to to scoop water, when none of that was working, finally, of course, the birds uh, flying into the clouds. Um, But once everything was extinguished, Seemingly, all of the other, including the little, the big fir tree with all of her, her yes. chick, uh, and everyone seemed to be okay, other than our bad guy, who was yeah. really just a stark, burnt carcass on yes. the ground, face down, like, mm-hmm. seemingly. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then the uh, vultures come back and kind of fly around it. Yeah. Disney likes those vultures as signs of death. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. thinking of Snow White again. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? Um, yeah, I mean, the central conflict is about two guys fighting over a girl, and that just, it doesn't, that doesn't hold up for me. Um, it's, for one, just really rote, and for two, sexist, because it just, 
the woman's just like an object of affection. She doesn't have any personality. That said, the bad guy and the good guy don't have much personality either. They're just kind of the bad guy the and the bad good guy. The bad guy is pretty cool. He's got a he's got a mouthful of he's, uh, bats and everything. He's got visually <laughs> some fun yeah. personality, yeah. but as far as his actual yeah, how he acts, is, yeah. he's just a stereotypical bad guy. Yeah. Um less personality even than Pete, I think has shown in similar plots. Um so so yeah, I don't I don't think the story or characters holds up very well. Um, I think it's the visuals of this that are the things that have have held up over time. Yeah, yeah I always think it's interesting with the character designs for you know beautiful women is like more minimal. Yeah, more minimal details on their face, and it, I, like her face was really boring. It was just like little eyes, mm-hmm. like you can tell it had makeup because she did a little poof thing. She's got a little bit of a hint of boobs. I, I know. I was gonna. Actually. I was gonna say when she would turn like like at, at, when she was doing her exercises, and then at one point she's kind of like dancing. Um, when she would when she would swivel from side to side, you would see a hint of a breast on either yeah. side, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Um, you know how trees have boobs right. in real life. <laughs> and then I carefully would watch the others. None of the others did when they would when they would move and dance or shimmy from side to side. Um, along with what you're saying, yeah, the, the biggest thing that doesn't hold up for me is that overused trope of damseling a woman and, again, having her be nothing other than just an object to be rescued or to be uh, sought after or to be captured. Um, and then also um, just the sexualizing of, and I also don't like then the trope of to be a beautiful woman, you have to be skinny and slim yeah. because they definitely, I feel like, made her more slender than definitely. even any of the other trees. I'm, I don't know if I'm the only one who who sees this, but I'm also just a little off put by the designs of the little flowers and how uh, after after white, after the leaves, it's just like a round black face with these little eyes and then really big white lips, and it just makes me a little uncomfortable. I'm not like I wasn't sure. I'm not like for sure that it's blackface, but it definitely like just feels too reminiscent of that for me. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what the mushrooms reminded me of when the mushrooms first started. I am not because my mind does not normally go there. But their design, I was very glad when their little faces and stuff came on because I'm like, this looks very awkward. Was it was it like peepees? <laughs> Is that? <laughs> Possibly. I changed too many diapers, I think, with Parker. <laughs> That's actually really funny. But I'm just like, oh. Um. You know, I did not actually think that at all. That's just on you, Mom. <laughs> That's messed up. I'm usually, oh, stop. Wow, Mom, we're really going to judge you for that one. <laughs> Maybe as well you said it was. I didn't name what I said. You reminded me. <laughs> you pretty much confirmed, nope, especially nope. when you brought up Parker. Nope, 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 nope. Um, but no, I just... Um, but Their yeah. faces were a little scary, though. Yeah. yeah their designs yeah. were weird. Yeah. There were some of them, of the different things that looked... looked uh, and then I, I guess I also just... Uh, I don't think it holds up because its story is so flimsy and rote. Um, and, and it's just like, I think it coasts a whole lot on the novelty of being the first. Um, 
I think it was a visually it was a good first, like for yes. the medium. It's not like mm-hmm. this was something that's like, oh, we're the yeah. first. Like but it's it really look great. Exactly. No, it's pleasant to look at, and it's still pleasant to look at. Like it definitely still has that going for it. I just like there are plenty of cartoons after it that are way more engaging and also look gorgeous. Yeah, I wonder if it weren't in color, if it would be... I don't think so. Yeah, it would I don't think we would have. power. I don't think we would have watched it if, if it had been the same exact thing, but just all in black and white. I don't think we would have had any reason to watch it. Yeah. Um, two, just finally, I guess for the last section of How's It Hold Up or the, or the last thing that I think of is I don't know how you would solve this because so many cartoons and so many things do this, probably even in today. But I, I, it bothers me when it's not clearly established what the rules are in this world. Like oh, sure. what makes uh, what makes this one tree a tree, just a tree, a plant, and, and the other a, a live entity. And the same with flowers and things like that. I mean, almost, you know, to me, not that we want to, but like if you even started off where you had like fairies like Tinkerbell coming in and and dusting an area. And so then whatever the dust hit turns into something real. I mean, I don't know. Then that would make sense why some things are alive and, and, a, and an entity. And I'm just like, and eh, there's magic. Yeah. Magic yeah. just animates some of them and not others. Yeah. yeah I'm not too concerned with it. <laughs> Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. Uh, what was your least favorite part? I uh, told you. It was the it was the putting the stick into the guy's <laughs> belly button over and over again. Yeah. Not a fan of that. Hated that. Uh, very uncomfortable for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I, I th- it's tied with that and him grabbing grabbing the girl. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? There's so many. This is going to be a little bit hard for me. You know, I think my favorite might be the birds piercing the clouds thing. Oh, gosh, I, you're so... Both because that's like, it, it's visually fun and then the nice relief as the fire is, is extinguished. And then even that little part where the fire like hides under the leaf. Well, I know, I, you, I like you, just, you stole my two. That, that yeah. actually, those, I was going to then go for the leaf since you went for the clouds, ah. but I'll just go with both two because those actually were, they were one, they were unexpected. Why well, say unexpected? It just Just wasn't the ways typical. in which they yeah. happen. Yeah. And, and just very delightful and just, yeah, I loved it. I, I mentioned the chicken earlier, but I think I'll go with the beginning just because I really loved the, kind of the morning color. Yeah. Uh, and, and the long shadows. And that was, like I said, just a really impactful beginning. And it was, you know, it didn't have the baggage of the, the actual story. You're just right. kind of getting into the world. And, and um, there was a lot of cute, cute things about how they woke up. Definitely. Who was your least favorite character? Uh, I guess the the mean tree, even though... I think it's the girl because she's just so nothing for me, though. Mm. She's just there to be an object of desire. But the mean tree was bad. But he was at least fun to look at and had the he cool so lizard tongue. He was so fun to look at. I loved his design. I was all for him in the beginning, and then he was bad. I was like, meh. No, like, he's a creep, but I just, I don't think I can, I don't think I dislike him as much as I dislike. I mean, honestly, I don't like either of the other two trees, but yeah, the girl's more. just so nothing. Because yeah. she's she's not intended to be anything other than the girl that both of the guys want. Yeah. I think I'm actually going to go with the girl, too, because I feel like... It was, I don't know, that initially she, like, rejects that guy and she's going, and not that that's not her right, whatever, but it it, it was kind of like she, pro. I guess because she prolonged the scene that I liked the least. 
<laughs> so yeah, if she had just said yes, and she wouldn't have even gone over by the by the bad guy, maybe none of the, the fire would have happened. Who knows? No, but <laughs> he probably would have. Uh, no, he probably I, he would have seen it and then just set everything on fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of uh, earlier. I forgot to say, but like, yeah, you didn't need that that story to like cause a fire. It could have been anything. Mm-hmm. Um, like that that core story isn't core to the short. So yeah, that's just a bummer. Other than they want to destroy a character, the only poor character <laughs> that was dead. No, I'm just kidding. Who was your favorite character? Mine is the conductor, the one that like had like stuff on his arm oh. and was like conducting music. Mm. I like that person. That tree. Yeah. So that's a cool tree. They have more going on with their life than any of the other <laughs> trees. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't see them uh in peril, I think. <laughs> I don't think so. Just at the beginning when the stuff was nice and at the end after the rain had come. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with possibly with the flowers that like first like uh, stood up to the bat, the, the mean tree and, and, and went blah, blah at him. And then they ran and, and I think they were the initial flowers that were trying to fill up their, um, you know, fill up with water and, 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 douse, uh, the and douse the flames. So I'm going to say those flowers. I think I'll go with the, the mama chicken. Oh, pine. That's, that's a good, a good choice. One. Yeah, that's yeah. a good choice. She was really cute. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. Uh, I do recommend it uh, because it's historically important and it is pretty to look at. Like it's not, you're not going to watch it and have like a terrible time. I wouldn't be surprised if you're not terribly interested in ever watching it again. Yeah. (laughs) Agreed. Recommend it for the, you know, technical achievement and it being the first. And the fun antics. See again. what was the big craze of 1932. Yeah. Well, again, it, it's, it's the the minor action, you know, ignoring the main story that to me is the most fun. Yeah, definitely. So in that sense, I, I think you would have a fun time watching. What would you guys rate it? For, for the color and for some of the antics, I'll give it a three. Mm. To start, we'll see. What you thinking, Mom? Okay, well, I think I'll also land on a three. Uh, because I don't think the story and the plot and, and it's like the rewatchability are as high as uh, the Mum Bandit and some of the others that I rated higher and in the fours. And so I, the biggest thing that brings this down that we've talked about is just really the story and the overused trope and, you know, the capturing the woman and damsel and all that. But it was, I just really enjoyed watching it from start to finish because of the beautiful, beautiful color. But then just the little moments, you know, the unexpected and some of the different things. There wasn't over, there wasn't reused and repeated animation like so many of these shorts do where it, whether it's someone a running scene or something, there was none of that. The main animation that I feel like was reused was that stick going into that belly button. <laughs> yes, that was what, oh, uh, okay. But that was very short. That was very minor in, in the, I mean, well, I'm sorry, that was a short duration in the, in the context of this whole thing. But again, there wasn't, you know, and there weren't similar things where it's someone running around a tree or, or throwing something or, you know, running and things are passing by it and all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And so there was so much creativity, even like with the fire and all of that. So yeah, I think a solid three. And I would, I would definitely recommend it to at least watch once because again, it's beautiful to watch and just some fun things. If you've been watching any shorts that, you, you know, you may not have seen before. I will give it a 2.5. Um, I think like we said, if it was not in color, we wouldn't have even watched it. I don't think it's that outstanding. Um, 
it's very pretty to look at and historically significant, um, but it's pretty much coasting on those two things. <laughs> so 2.5. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you. Next time, we will be checking in on our pal Pluto. Oh, okay. Okay. I missed the last little Pluto check-in, so this will be fun. Until next time. Bye. 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 This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 279-0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. try i hardly ever do don't get too in the weeds don't (laughs) which is a a fun pun yes that's cute yes what happened she's bit on me (laughs) (laughs) valor can cut that bit i'm putting it at the end oh no (laughs) sorry that's okay